Turned off by traditional religious beliefs about God, Shane Pittman pursued the paranormal in a search for the unknown. This search led him to question everything and ultimately started to doubt the existence of a creator. Being at the doorstep of atheism, he still had a thirst for knowledge and was determined to discover the truth of the world around him. What he didn't expect was an encounter with God himself. Welcome to the Secret Refuge Podcast with your host, former paranormal expert, Shane Pittman. What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to the Secret Refuge Podcast. I am your host, Shane Pittman. And today, the title of this show is called Ye of Little Faith. And the reason why I want to talk about this topic of faith is because I know there's a lot of people out there that are struggling and questioning their faith and wondering where God is in the midst of their trials and and things that are going on in their lives. I've dealt with this. I know a lot of people, a lot of friends, a lot of colleagues, different people that I've talked to deal with this type of thing. They have those moments where they really question their faith. They question where, where God is in the midst of of their mess. So I really want to talk about this and hopefully it'll be an encouragement to you whenever I've been digging in the word, which let me just say really quickly that whenever you're dealing with things like this, digging in the word of God and really searching what he has to say really helps. It has helped me tremendously, especially with a lot of things that I've been going through lately. I've been going through a lot of trials, guys, and I don't want to say this every single episode because it's not a discouraging thing. I don't want it to be a discouraging thing to you. I want it to be an encouragement because in the midst of everything, God has still shown up. I may be struggling. I may be having things go on in my life, but God has shown up in the midst of that anyway. He's promised us that when we're at our weakest point, He's the strongest and that we can run to him in times of trouble and he'll be there for us. And no matter how burdensome some of your trials are, he is still stronger and more powerful than those trials and than those things that are going on in your life. So please be encouraged with that. Whenever I say I'm going through things, don't let that be discouraging to you. Let it be encouraging because I think going through these trials and going through things like this helps me and gets me closer to finding that secret refuge of God. And that's what this podcast is all about. And that's what I I want it to be for you guys is to show you that, hey, yeah, I'm the host of this show, but I go through things just like you guys do. And no matter what, God is God. God is there. God sees what what is going on. And before, when I was living my life and I was on the verge of atheism and I had questions like, you know, if there was a God, why would I be going through all of this stuff? And whenever whenever God showed up and he showed me himself, that question isn't even in my mind anymore because the reason why we are here is to seek him and to find him, to build a relationship with him and How would we be able to appreciate the love of God, the provision of God, everything that God is? How would we be able to appreciate that fully if we did not have trying times? How would Peter have the faith and have the the strong faith 
that he ended up having if it wasn't for walking on that water during the storm and then sinking. If he never sunk, he would not have learned any lesson. If he never denied Jesus, he would not have learned how much God loves him. And you know how I can prove that? Because whenever Jesus rose after the three days that he was in the grave and Jesus rose and he came and he spoke with Peter, he kept asking Peter, do you love me? And guess how many times he did that? Three times. How many times did Peter reject and deny Jesus? Three times. And then the rooster crowed, right? Well, Jesus, whenever he appeared again, three times asked him, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, of course I do. What do you mean? Then feed my sheep. What was Jesus doing there? Despite what Peter did, despite Peter's rejection of Christ, Christ still said, you know what? My love is sufficient. Do you love me? Okay, yeah, you do? Then prove it. Show me. Feed my sheep. I just find that amazing, guys. You think about this for a minute. He rejected Christ, just as Christ said he would. And Peter, of course, every time he did that, he, you know that the internal struggle he was going through. You know he really loved Jesus. You know he loved his teacher, his Savior, his Messiah. You know that Peter did. But even with that, Christ had mercy. And he does whenever we're going through trials and going through things and questioning and our faith is not where it needs to be. He is still merciful. So this episode is going to be about and we're going to talk about it just very quickly. And I hope it's an encouragement to you. What is the biblical definition of faith? That, that's one thing I think that we really need to get a hold of first. And then we'll go from there. But Hebrews 11.1 1, says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. There's some things that we really got to understand about this verse, okay? Faith is not blind faith. There's a lot of people that say, oh, well, faith, you know, is pretty much, you know, believing that you're, you're going to sit down and there, a chair is going to be there, even though you, you don't know if a chair is there or not. That's not true. That's not true at all. Faith is assurance. It's pretty much a conviction of something we haven't seen. It's just a knowing that something is true. The word conviction is the same word used in trying and convicting a criminal of a crime. And a conviction comes about by a set of irrefutable facts that convinces a judge or jury to assess a penalty, fine, or imprison someone. So the decision is made because of evidence that has been provided. So what is our evidence? Well, it could be of a personal nature, things that have happened, you know, my conversion experience and things that I've shared with you guys in different podcast episodes. That was an assurance to me. That was something that really grasped me and, and gave me an internal knowing that God is real, that God is alive and well. God is in full control of my life. He knows what's going on. So you may have had similar situations. You may have had things go on in your life to where you know it's a personal thing that you know, and that is something that has strengthened your faith. That is something that's activated your faith. So that's one thing as a personal thing. Now, even today, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God 
so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Hebrews 11.2 Why is faith so important? Uh, let's look at Ephesians 2.8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Now, if we were saved by works, okay, if we were good people, if we gave to the poor and we fed the homeless and gave shelter to the homeless, then our contribution would, would be fruitless. And the whole message of salvation would not even make sense and not even matter. Faith is the assurance of what God has already done in our lives. Faith is knowing that God is sovereign. Faith is trust, assurance a conviction. It's trust overall. James 2.17 says, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Now, if your faith does not produce works, it is dead. In other words, if you claim to have faith and have no works to reveal that your faith is real, then you are lying to yourself and perhaps to others, but most importantly, you are lying to God. Now, think about it. Whenever Christ was in the boat and his disciples were there, and there was a major storm. And remember, Jesus was asleep. And his disciples came to him and said, Lord, Lord, please wake up. Wake up. We're in the midst of a storm. We're afraid. And what did he say to them? He said, ye of little faith. Why was he saying that? Was he saying, okay, well, if you guys aren't that afraid, then you're cool? No. What was Jesus wanting his disciples to do? He was wanting them to activate the authority that he gave them. He told them what they were going to be able to do, that they were going to be able to do works because of him, because of what he had the authority to give them. So, in other words, Jesus was saying previously that, look, you're going to be able to perform miracles in my name, cast out devils in my name, all of these things in my name. So whenever he said, ye of little faith, what he was saying was, look, if you're not activating the authority I'm giving you and you're not calming the storm yourself, that's why your faith is so small. So that's what James 2.17 is talking about. It's saying faith in and of itself, if it does not have works, is dead, is fruitless. If you don't activate the authority, you don't activate the faith and the trust in whatever God says he's going to do, he's going to do. If you don't have works to back that up, then your faith is pointless and is dead. A faith that saves is a faith that works. It is not the works that save, but the faith that works is a saving faith. It's a genuine faith. Man, God is awesome, guys. That's one thing. Let me just stop for a second. Look, it's amazing to me that we go through this life, and I do it too. I am not beating you guys up. I do this myself. But we go through this life saying that we are followers of Christ, saying that we are followers of the great I am. But yet, whenever we pray for somebody, we have that lingering doubt in the back of our mind, are they really going to be healed? If you're honest with yourself and you admit it, that lingering doubt is there. What I believe is whenever that lingering doubt is non-existent is when things happen. Like I've talked about on previous episodes as well. Why do we not have believers walking into hospital rooms, walking down the street, and healing those that are oppressed, that are sick? Why 
is this not happening? Remember, faith without the works behind it is completely dead. It does not work. Faith is the assurance. Let's grasp that again. Faith is the assurance. Let's go back to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The conviction of things not seen. Basically saying, you know what? Even though I don't see this person healed of cancer, I know what my God says. Whenever you activate your faith like that, things will happen. And guys, this is a process because let me tell you right now, am I walking down the street? Am I walking into hospital rooms healing the sick? No, I am not. But is God showing me every single day? Shane, I've given you authority. I've given my people authority. Why are you not activating what I've given you? Ye of little faith. I have that conviction daily. And it's not one where God is beating me up. It's not that at all. It's a loving, just like he did with Peter whenever Peter was walking on the water and then began to sink. I don't think he was saying ye of little faith whenever he reached down to grab him. I believe that he. it was a loving, look, I've given you authority, Peter. All you have to do is completely grasp it. And once you do, you will see your whole life change. And that is what he's telling all of us. And that's what he's telling me. Shane, whenever you take what I give you, the free gift, just like with salvation and everything else, whenever you take it and grab a hold of it, you will be able to operate in all the fullness of myself. Do you think that he's giving us the authority just so we can toot our horn? Just so we can, oh, look at me. No, but he knows what it takes to defeat death, to defeat the grave, to defeat sickness, to heal, to see blind eyes restored. Jesus knows all about the restoration business. And if we are his followers and we are to be like him and we're not doing it, ye of little faith, where is our faith? Where is it? Remember, if we don't have the works proving what our faith says and what we say about the faith that we hold so true and so so dear to us, we don't have the works to back that up, then no wonder whenever we're walking down a street or we're in our churches and unbelievers walk in and walk right back out. who were, <laughs> We're not to blame them. We're to blame ourselves. And like I said, this is not, we're not, I'm not beating anybody up because guess what? I'm in the same boat that you guys are in. And, you know, we're, we're a part of that. We're in that big boat, you know, so to speak. Jesus is completely at peace, of course, because he's the savior of the world. He's got the whole world in his hands. And he's trying to say to us in a loving way, where's your faith? My children, where is your faith? Now, Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So, you know, faith involves believing what God says and that what he says is completely trustworthy. The faith that saves is not of human origin, but it is a gift of God. Ephesians 2, 8. It doesn't come from me or from anyone else. However, faith can be strengthened by the hearing of the word of God that is being preached from the pulpit from Bible studies, from personal study that you have done yourself. 
The more you read and the more you listen to the word of God, the more your faith grows. Why? Because the word is what? Jesus is Christ. Ultimately, whenever you're looking at the words of God, you're looking at God. So whenever you are searching the word of God and you are studying the word of God, your faith increases only when you trust that the words that you're reading are truth. Now, if you're not believing the report, you're not believing the word, then of course your faith is not going to be activated. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Matthew 14, 30 to 31 says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. Now, remember, this is what we were talking about before with Peter. Okay. He cried out, Lord, save me. Now, listen to this part. Okay. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took a hold of him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? Think about this. Okay. We're going to go through times just like I am, just like you are, where we question our faith where our faith is not strong at all, and we don't have complete trust that whatever God is telling us is true. But whenever we call out to Jesus and we call out to God, he immediately reaches and helps us in our times of weak faith. He did it for Peter. He'll do it for you. He's done it for me. Whenever I was on the verge of completely rejecting him, he reached down and he touched my life whenever I didn't even deserve it. I deserve to sink, but God loves us. He loves us so much. I know I say that a lot, but I say it because I feel it. I know what his love is. Now, you know, Matthew 14, 30 to 31, clearly Jesus shows us the opposite of faith, and it is doubt because he rebukes Peter by saying to him, Oh, you of little faith. Doubt is about not trusting in someone or believing what someone tells you. You can believe Jesus. You can believe in him. And once you do, things will change. You cannot please God without faith because if you lack faith in God, you lack trust. Have you ever done the trust challenge? Well, if you haven't, what it is is you have somebody stand with their back facing you and you say, look, I want you to put your arms across your chest and just trust me that I'm going to catch you. And whenever they fall back, you catch them. It's called the trust challenge. Well, just imagine metaphorically that we, or just use this analogy. We are standing with our backs to God. And God's saying, Shane, and all of you listeners out there, whoever you are, listen, fall back, trust me completely, and I'm going to show you my great salvation. I'm going to show you what I can do. All you've got to do is trust me. Fall back and let me catch you. Let me catch you. Don't trust in your ability to do anything. Don't trust in what you think is going to happen or what you think is not going to happen. I want you to trust me. Fall back. Let me catch you. Now, if we don't do that and we decide to just stand there, we're not pleasing God. Because that's basically saying, God, I doubt you. I doubt you. I don't trust you. So how can we please God? If we don't completely trust him, go back to the story of Peter. That's why he said, oh, ye of little faith, why do you doubt me? Of course, he reached down in his in in his love and saved Peter. Of course, Jesus did that. He's the one that does save. He's the one that does love. But think about his words. Why did you doubt? 
Can you imagine that whenever Peter was walking on the water, Jesus, a big smile on his face, because he knew that Peter activated the authority that Jesus was giving him, and his faith was growing in the process. But can you imagine that smile dissipating from Christ whenever the doubt crept in? He's not caught off guard, but we can still be displeasing to him. We can. So my encouragement for you guys is this. If you're going to say that you trust God and you love him with all of your heart, then prove it. This is a message just for me as well as you. If you say that you believe that your God is almighty, that your God has given you the authority, that your God has saved you, and that you can do exactly what he says you can do. If you say that and you're not backing it up, then do you really believe that? No, because remember, your faith without any of the works to back it up is completely dead. Ye of little faith. Let's not have God tell us that every time we go through different trials and tribulations in our lives. Let us hear instead, who touched the hem of my garment? I felt the power flow out of me. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear God say to me who activated their faith. Just like the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment. He's like, who touched me? His disciples said, what do you mean, Lord? There's a ton of people touching you right now. He said, no, somebody touched me. I felt the power come out of me. Then the woman with the issue of blood, he said, because of your faith, you're made whole. She did whatever it took. Listen, guys, she took, she did whatever it took just to touch his clothes. And here we are and we'll complain in our room or in our house saying, you know what? I'm, I'm financially just struggling. I've, I'm sick. I've got this ailment. I've got all of this stuff. Well, you know, I've just got this headache, but you know, if God wills, he'll heal me. No, he is always willing. He's given us the authority. And what, what are we doing? We're doubting that that authority even makes any sense at all. We're doubting that that authority is going to do what it was set out to do. We're doubting what Jesus tells us to do whenever he's telling us, hey, you know what, Shane, walk out on that water and I promise you, you can do what I do. Just trust me. And instead of trusting wholeheartedly what his word says, well, you know, that that wind is blowing pretty strong. I'm going to sink. And guess what? I will sink every single time. But if you instead say, you know what? Jesus has told me that I can heal the sick in his name, that I can raise the dead in his name. And you know what? That means exactly what he says it meant. I trust him. I have the assurance, the conviction. I do not doubt at all what my God says I can do. Once that happens and that seed of doubt is removed from your mind and from your heart, faith will work. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you uh, last week, I know we didn't upload a podcast. I'm so sorry about that, guys. We're going to be doing this every week. Just some things came up and we got a little sidetracked and a little busy, but that's okay. We're going to be right back on track again. So thank you guys for listening so much to this episode. Please go to Facebook, Secret Refuge. You can type it in and and ask us any questions that you have. Go to secretrefugepodcast.com. And any questions or anything, any prayer requests that you have, please email us. I'll be happy to pray for you guys. 
because guess what? We are in this together. We're learning together. We are going to be dwelling in the secret place of God, the secret refuge of God, because that is where God is. And he wants us there to teach us, to guide us into all truth, to show us his glory. We're going to do this together, guys. And I appreciate you guys listening and for all of your support. And until the next episode, stay blessed, guys. You've been listening to The Secret Refuge Podcast with Shane Pittman. Visit us online at secretrefugepodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash secretrefuge. And be sure to leave Shane questions and reviews to be read on upcoming episodes of Secret Refuge. Stay blessed. Secret Refuge is part of the Who's Your Daddy podcast network and is produced by A History with God Ministries. A History with God.org.